Welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Micro. As always, I hope you had a great week. And you can always find Let's Talk Micro on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, GoodPods, wherever you get podcasts, you can find Let's Talk Micro. As far as social media, I am on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube as Let's Talk Micro, Twitter as Let's Talk Micro 1, and LinkedIn as Luis Plaza. So please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, download episodes, leave a review if the app allows you to do so, and definitely leave any feedback via social media or via email at letstalkmicro at outlook.com. Any feedback, any suggestions, they are always welcome and appreciated. And on social media, I always like to post pictures of organisms and give updates as to when the next episode is coming out. So definitely, thank you for the support. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, please go ahead and do so. It is a great episode. It was the start of a sub-series that we're going to have in Let's Talk Micro about antimicrobial resistance or AMR. So it's going to be during the regular scheduling of the of the podcast. You know, I publish weekly. So maybe monthly or so, one of those episodes is going to be part of this sub-series about AMR. And Dr. Andrea Prinzi, a medical you know, uh, liaison and microbiologist, she joins me on, those, on that sub-series as a co-host to talk about AMR. So we're going to be breaking down you know, the antibiotics, we're going to be talking about resistance mechanisms, the different classes of antibiotics. So all the information, putting it in a nice and simple manner to understand, where those of you, you know, microbiologists, medical laboratory scientists, you can go ahead and listen to it at your own pace and definitely build your knowledge because this is very important information that we need to know for our jobs. You know, it definitely makes us do it better. And I know as an MLS myself working on the bench, definitely it can be sometimes overwhelming with all this information. So the goal is to put it here in one place, very simple, and you can listen to it as many times as you want. So basically, the previous episode, it was just an overview. You know, we talked a little bit about AMR. You know, what's the current state? You know, what's happening? What's being done? And also, you know, we gave a, Dr. Prince gave a little bit of history, you know, about penicillin. And we talked about what's to come on the next episodes. So definitely, if you haven't checked it out, please go ahead and do so. And the next scheduled one is going to be about beta-lactams. So... I'm really looking forward to sharing this information with you. And on today's episode, you know, as an MLS, I'll always like to feature different MLS programs. So this episode is about an MLS program that it's in Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. And Dr. Melissa Jamerson, the director, she joins the podcast to talk about this program. So this program offers a bachelor's and they also offer a master's and the masters you know has different concentrations which you know you'll be able to listen to in the podcast and there's also uh, on the bachelors you know she talks about how students that have an associates in medical laboratory sciences you know mlts medical laboratory technicians so they can take the bachelor's program but it can be a little bit different you know they can take it remotely you know asynchronously so it's definitely very helpful if you're already an mlt 
and you're already on the workforce, this might be the program for you. And definitely she talks about an upcoming master's program in medical laboratory sciences, sciences that's coming in the fall. And this one is with a concentration in public health laboratories. So definitely if this, if this is something that interests you, go ahead and listen to this episode. And on the show notes, I put the, I put the, the link to the website for VCU. So it was a great conversation with Dr. Jamerson. So let's go ahead and listen to it. So from time to time, even though, you know, Let's Talk Micro is definitely very, you know, it's heavy about microbiology. I do like, I like featuring MLS programs. Uh, that way, putting a spotlight on this profession, which sometimes, you know, there's some, there's unawareness about it. So it's always good when I see something and so bring more awareness to it. So today we are talking about an MLS program, and this is from the uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. So with me today, I have Dr. Melissa Jamerson. Dr. Jamerson, welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Thank you. It's me a pleasure having you here. So for the audience, can you go ahead and just start with a quick introduction, you know, like what you do for VCU, uh, something along those lines, please? Sure, absolutely. So I am an associate professor at Virginia Commonwealth University. I am the program director for our medical laboratory sciences program, and I am the newly appointed chairperson um, of our program starting this June. Um, I teach blood banking courses, uh, junior, senior, as well as graduate level. I also teach some microbiology graduate courses. I advise um, students in blood banking as well as uh, microbiology. And my primary research focus is also microbiology focusing on Nigleria phalari, which maybe um, some of your listeners have also heard of, uh, referred to as a brain-eating amoeba. So we do research looking at uh, drugs for treatment as well as new tools that we could use to help diagnose patients. Yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, I did an episode about that and, you know, it's definitely, you know, fatal if, if untreated. So definitely that's very, very important work. And we were talking about off the, before we started, you know, which is something that it's so far, you know, it's been a little unusual, but like a lot of the program directors, you know, you're actually a, a, you're a microbiologist. So that's your background. So that's, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So as I was looking at the, you know, what a VCU offers, I saw, right, that there's both a, a bachelor's and a master's in medical laboratory science. So let's go ahead and start with the bachelor's, you know, typically for the audience, you have like, you know, like two plus two, three plus one. So different types of uh, programs. So what kind of program is the bachelor's? Sure. We are a two plus two program. So students come to us their junior year. Uh, most of them come from our Monroe Park campus, but we do have students that have completed prerequisites at community colleges or other universities. Um, and they take their junior and senior courses with us. So what a, a year looks, the two years look like for those students is coursework, both semesters or junior year. Then the summer between junior and senior year, they do a phlebotomy rotation. Probably the thing that makes them the most nervous their entire time uh, in our program is the phlebotomy. And then their senior year, their fall semester, their entire semester, they are rotating at one of our clinical affiliates. Um, most students will stay in Richmond, Virginia at, at VCU Health, Virginia Commonwealth University Health System. Um, we have the VA hospital in here in Richmond, Virginia that some will rotate at. 
Bonsacore and HCA hospitals. And then in Charlottesville, Virginia, we have um, UVA that also takes our students. We, in addition to that, have a satellite campus in Abingdon, Virginia. So that's Southwest Virginia, where we have Dr. Williams, also a microbiologist, and he, he teaches our undergraduate microbiology courses, um, where he has six students at that location, and they rotate at the hospitals in Southwest Virginia, as well as some in uh, Tennessee. So that's our undergraduate um, uh, program. Again, a two plus two. We also do get some students, and I myself was one of these students. I completed our, our program after already getting a bachelor's degree in, in biology for me. So sometimes we get students that have a background in biology, chemistry, forensic science, um, and realize that there is such a thing as clinical laboratory, want to work there and then come and complete a second bachelor's degree with the two years with us and then work in the clinical laboratory. Yeah, and that's definitely very, <clears throat> excuse me, that's very common that we see that in, in medical laboratory sciences field, like a lot of times for many reasons, but sometimes, you know, uh, people, they already have a bachelor's and then they find out about this. Yeah. So it's so it's very common for you to see normally, you know, uh, 19 like a 20 year old going through college the first time on the program and then you know like high 20s 30s you know they're starting their second career it's very very common yeah absolutely yeah so i see that as um as i was looking also at the at the website so sometimes you know with for students that have an associate degree in laboratory science so the the mlts um there might be some some changes regarding coursework and perhaps the ability of taking the program online uh can you talk about that yeah, absolutely. We have a degree completion program where MLTs come and they can take our courses. They can do it part-time or full-time, whatever works with their schedule. I will say most of these students are part-time because they're working in the in the laboratory full-time. Um, all of our lectures, and this is true for our undergraduate program, um, for the traditional students that are with us in Richmond, Virginia, and for those that do the degree completion program, we record all of our lectures and then we post them. So our traditional students are required to be here in person. Our degree completion students, so those that are um, in our uh, MLT to MLS program, we post the recordings. They are also sent Zoom links. So if they want to attend courses synchronously online, they're able to do so. Um, they can use their um, past work experience and as well as if they've completed their um, associate's degree in the past five years to, you know, test out of our laboratory session. So they don't have to come in person at all if they choose to not come in person. Um, they also can get proficiency credits for their work experience um, if they have graduated again within the past uh, five years. So it's a great program. All of the faculty, I teach blood banking primarily, but all of our faculty work really hard to make sure that even though those students are not with us in person, they feel connected to us. We, you know, email them constantly, stay in contact, so they do feel that they're part of the program, um, but they do it all online asynchronously if they choose to do so. Their um, supervisors or uh, managers can proctor their exams. They can come in just on those test days if they want us to proctor the exams. We also have a testing center that will proctor the exams either on Zoom or in person uh, if they choose to do so. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a good option for, you know, as a, as a MLT myself, that's always, you know, that's a good you know, before I was, and then I went back to UCF and I finished my bachelor's. So that's definitely a good, a good option. I mean, sometimes, like you mentioned, you know, they're already on the workforce. Um, so having that traditional approach of, you know, going all the time to the university and yeah, it's just, 
it can get complicated. You know, a lot of life things happening and just. Absolutely. A lot of them have families and family obligations. So we are very flexible with the students and understand that they have other commitments. Um, okay. So, and then there is a master's program, you know, like I, I said a little bit earlier. So as far as, you know, there are m multiple options for the master's. Yes. So we have three uh, different main concentrations in our master's program. Uh, the first one is a categorical master's degree. This is designed for students that have a previous degree in biology, uh, chemistry, forensic science. Uh, one of my recent graduates, his background was environmental science. And they're coming to us and want to get that master's degree. So they pick one area, either microbiology. I will say that is the most popular area. Uh, um, blood banking, hematology, or chemistry. They'll take coursework in those areas. They'll do a six-week rotation the summer between their first and second year in our program. They'll also complete a research project working with VCU Health in that particular area, whichever area they, they choose. And when they're done, they can sit for the certification exam in that particular area. So they're just certified in one area. Um, we also have an advanced master's degree. This is for students who are already uh, in the MLS field. So they already have a bachelor's degree in medical laboratory sciences, and they want to come back and get that advanced degree. They don't have to do rotations because they've already done all of their clinical rotations, but they will take coursework in the different areas that interest them. And then they will also do a project in whichever area is, you know, their, their most favorite area. Again, a lot of them are microbiology. Uh, we do blood banking as well as and chemistry and hematology, but micro is definitely the most popular. Um, and then our uh, third master's degree option is our accelerated program. So this is a program in which the students come to us and first start in our undergraduate program. They're undergraduates uh, with us for that first year, and then they usually apply their second year with us while they're in their clinical rotations. Um, when they come, I guess the end of their second um, or beginning of their second semester, their second year with us, they come back if accepted, and they start to take a combination of graduate and undergraduate credits. And then at the end of the second year, they graduate with their bachelor's degree and are eligible to sit for the generalist certification exam. They sit, they pass, they come back for a third year completing graduate coursework, and they get that accelerated master's degree. So it's a master's degree and a bachelor's combined. In three years, they become a generalist, get the bachelor's degree, as well as the master's degree. They also complete a research project in the area that interests them the most. So that makes, yeah, so it makes me uh, curious, because so you said, so when, uh, and one of the, the routes that you can take, um, so if you already have a bachelor's, you know, at the end of it, you are able to sit for one of the areas. Yes, the categorical. Yep. And then from the for the accelerated one. Um, so for that one, do you get students uh, that already have a bachelor's degree and they're doing that track or not? Um, we we do some. So actually, our laboratory instructor, Miss Maya Pikett, she's an example of somebody who she went to Virginia Tech. Um, that's where I went to for my bachelor's degree in biology, and she came here and initially. Um, was trying to decide between the categorical 
uh, degree and specializing in microbiology and the accelerated degree, you know, and looking at it, it's an additional year to do that accelerated degree, but it allowed her to become a generalist. She can still work in microbiology. She does. She works at VCU Health and Microbiology. Her project was in microbiology, but it gave her the flexibility and the ability to work in a different area if needed and, and to be a generalist in a smaller hospital if needed. So usually most of the students that do accelerated don't already have a bachelor's degree, but we do get some that because they want to be a generalist, they're willing to do that extra year so that they can become certified in every area. Yeah, I got it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, some, you know, sometimes in the field, some, you know, people, especially in, <clears throat> in your early years, like you want to keep kind of your options open until you figure out that area that, you know, that you have really a passion for, or you're really good at, or you really enjoy. So sometimes, yeah, people do, try to you know keep their options open um so then i saw that there's a new master's with a concentration in public health laboratory sciences and that's going to start in the fall so what can you tell us about it and you know like what led to the creation of this degree Yes. So that um, is a degree that falls under our advanced master's degree. So these are individuals that are already certified as medical laboratory scientists, and they're coming back to us. Um, and they are going to take coursework in public health laboratory sciences. Um, so some of the classes, and I'm going to read the names because I don't want to mess them up, the new uh, classes that we just designed in collaboration with the Division um, of uh, Laboratory Services down the road, our uh, public health laboratory. So they're going to take courses, um, Fundamentals of Public Health, Epidemiology, and Laboratory Surveillance, Laboratory Techniques, and Emergency Response Preparedness is another course, and then a Quality and Ethics Lecture course. All three of those courses are going to be online, um, some synchronous, some asynchronous lectures, uh, but we want students that are already working, because again, this is part of our advanced program, to be able to have flexibility in their work schedule and their ability to complete these courses. There is also going to be a clinical practicum where students can decide between four different areas, and I, we're going to let them pick two different areas to get clinical practicum experience in. So there's going to be food microbiology. Uh, public health, molecular detection and characterization, newborn screening. That's something that's um, new to our students. We talk a little bit about it with them in their undergraduate and graduate program right now, but they definitely don't get any hands-on and they're actually going to be able to have hands-on experience with this new public health concentration. And then whole genome sequencing. Again, another area where I used to teach uh, immunology and I would briefly, maybe for 15 minutes, kind of talk about it, but we, they didn't get any hands-on or in-depth knowledge about it. And so they're now going to have that opportunity. These courses are going to be taught by individuals that work in the public health laboratory. Um, so they're, you know, experts in these areas. Um, and it's really going to give them the ability when they're done to go directly into that public health laboratory. Um, it was started because, you know, we, our students uh, do go and they take a trip and they tour the public health laboratory. It's, it's part of our immunology course. And um, the director, Dr. Denise Tony, saw that they're also struggling with the shortage of labor laboratory professionals in public health. So I think we all know that in the clinical laboratory the past few years, we've, you know, really felt the shortage. And luckily here at VCU Health, you know, they're hiring more and the shortage 
shortage is not as bad as it was, but there's still openings all around the country. They were seeing that as well in their public health laboratory here. And they are always trying to recruit our students. Um, and this is just going to be a way to help them recruit those students that want to go into that field. Uh, so it'll give them experience that we just simply don't have the ability to give them because of we lack the instrumentation here in our student laboratory. And some of the techniques are not utilized in the different rotation sites or at the different rotation sites that our students go to. Yeah, there are definitely shortages, you know, everywhere, and we have all experienced that. Um, so I guess, you know, that was between my question and you you pretty much, you know, answer it. But so with the shortages, so this master's, I guess, based on the coursework, it's just it prepares you better to working on, on that field rather than because, you know, you said they try sometimes, you know, they try to recruit from from regular like MLS programs. But so this based on, on what they're learning, it will tailor them better for making them a better fit for that kind of public laboratory work? Absolutely. And um, with our with some of the health systems that we're affiliated with, um, and hopefully this will be something that we start with the public health laboratory, we hope that there are scholarships that are offered. And some of the scholarships that we currently have set up come with a work commitment. And it will probably be the same where these students will be able to, if they choose to do so, apply for scholarships, and then we'll have positions ready for them in the public health lab. You know, one thing that I hear back from uh, students, and it's usually our, our graduate students. So our master's students, again, those that um, are categorical in microbiology, there have been some since I've been here, and I've been here for about nine years, that when they're done, they, they do have great interest in going into the public health laboratory, our state laboratory. Um, but they're offered job opportunities from health systems as well. And the public health laboratory, the state lab, um, their hiring process is much slower than some of the other um, opportunities that students have. And so they will, you know, accept a different position because they don't want to wait and they don't know if they're ever going to be accept, you know, offered that position at the state lab. So this would be you know, a way that students would know, especially if they applied and received one of those scholarships with the work commitment, that they did have a position available for them when they finished their master's degree. Yeah, I can see that. And, and like we, you know, we touched on it earlier, uh, sometimes you know, a lot of students in this profession, you, know, you already have families, you already have things. So you're making arrangements sometimes you know, just to go back to school so you, by the time you're graduating, you're really looking forward to having that job. And and most students already, you know, they start working as lab assistants in hospitals. And and by the end of the graduating, they're pretty much higher right away. I mean, for most. Yeah. So I can see sometimes, yeah, like how that can be affected because yeah, if the if the process is slower. Yeah. Then you might not wait. You're like, OK, no, I need to start this job right now or, you know, something along those lines. Um, so this is a master's. So as far as your uh, prerequisites, what do you need? So for this degree, these are going to be students that already have certification as MLS. So that's the prerequisite is going to be their um, MLS certification. They also need to have a minimum, and this is true for all of our master's programs, a minimum uh, GPA of a 3.0. Uh, we do not require um, GRE scores anymore. Our, our program has moved to a more holistic admission. So we look at the applicant as a whole and don't rely on uh, GRE scores as much as we used to. Um, so those are the two big things that these are going to be students that already have MLS degrees, um, and they have a 3.0 or higher GPA from those MLS degrees. Okay. And then if they want to, and then <clears throat> if they want to find more information, they will go to the, to the VCU webpage and, uh, 
think that's how I found it, actually. I think I, I typed like VCU Masters in Medical Laboratory Sciences. And uh, I'll go ahead and put that on the show notes if anyone is interested and looking for more information. Yeah, we still are accepting um, applicants. So if anybody, you know, is uh, still applying to programs, we are still accepting applications right now. We do have um, two students that are going to be starting our uh, public health concentration, but we'd love to have more. And one thing I didn't mention about that um, concentration that I mentioned with the others, it will also involve a research project. And I think it's really exciting that the project will be with the state laboratory, with the public health laboratory. So it's a great opportunity for students. Indeed. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, I think your questions pretty much covered a lot of the details about um, our program. Uh, I've been here as an instructor uh, for the past nine years. I'm a graduate of our uh, program. Um, I'm a graduate of the School of Medicine for my, my PhD. So VCU is a wonderful uh, university and Richmond's a great place to be. So hopefully some individuals listening to this will be interested in our program. And if they have any questions, I'm always happy to answer email, phone call. They are more than welcome to reach out to me. Okay, there you have it. So if you're interested, you know, definitely go ahead and, uh, and check it out on the show notes so you can get more information. Well, you know, uh, Dr. Jamerson, you know, it's been great. You know, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, coming into Let's Talk Micro. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And then, my dear audience, it's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy learning about the VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University Medical Laboratory Sciences Program for a bachelor's degree and a master's. As always, I enjoy sharing this information with you. Thank you, Dr. Jamerson, for taking the time. And as always, continue bringing that passion to what you do. It's so important. We do such great work. So bring that motivation. Bring that passion when you're reading those plates, when you are helping out those patients. Keep it going. We appreciate all the work you do. So, and stay tuned. Definitely great things coming your way. AMR sub-series and more episodes. So, stay tuned. As always, stay motivated. Stay safe. And, of course, continue talking micro. Until the next time, bye.